welcome back. You're watching Stock Picks, and today we unpack Stadio, Kiro, and Advertech with Anthony Clark from Small Talk Daily Research. Anthony, it's good to talk to you. A good afternoon to you. Yeah, nice to be back. Wonderful, Anthony. Maybe we can start off by reflecting on, uh, you know, South Africa's education counters. Um, I think over the last month or so, they've all uh, come up with some sort of an update. Let's talk about uh, what that's looked like overall. Yeah, the private education market uh, for much of this year has actually been, uh, you know, at the back of the class, getting detention from the underlying investment uh, scenario in the marketplace. And then suddenly in the first week of June, everything changed. And we all started getting gold stars and the share prices started to run materially. Now, we all know in this country that private education uh, is uh, under pressure because of, quite frankly, state-owned resources. There's only so much money to go around to meet the educational needs of the masses in this country. And parents who have the ability to send their children to private schooling uh, from the uh, more affordable range up to the, the higher end are clearly choosing with their, with their wallets and their purses where to educate their children going forward. And there was a general perception in the marketplace that in a tough economic environment, that perhaps parents may not decide to send their children to private schools or perhaps to take their children out of private schools to save money. And the exact opposite has proven to be true in, the t in times of tough economic uncertainty. We have seen underlying organic growth in the number of learners attending uh, the three main listed JSE counters of uh, Advertech, Coro and Stagio, rising between 3 and 6% over the course of the last six months, with certain segments of the tertiary sector seeing growth up to 17% in certain courses. So individuals either looking to upskill their career prospects in the tertiary sector or parents deciding the state sector is not the area where they want their children to be educated, are clearly voting with their feet and moving children and adolescents into the, uh, the private sector. And as I said, in mid-June, uh, when the annual general meetings of all three companies came out, the underlying narrative and optics from Advertech, Kuro and Stardew were all extremely bullish. Mm -hmm. And as the market uh, took cognizance of this update from the CEOs, the share prices started to run and they ran in many cases very, very hard. Uh, since mid-June, some counters are up between 30 and 40%, which is a significant outperformance given the market year-to-date is basically flat. It's a very interesting one uh, that we are seeing here. And maybe we can start off by looking at Kira, which is a uh, pure schooling uh, play here, uh, uh, Anthony. Uh, this has been a good one. They're giving fewer discounts, better fee collection. Of course, they did have a rough ride around COVID-19. But like you're saying, it looks like parents are happy to take the pinch in their pockets as long as their kids are getting the absolute best um, at this time. Absolutely. What we've seen in the listed education sector is you now as an investor have different areas to invest in. Back in, the, back in the day, you only ever had two counters. It was Kuro or, or Advertech. And they both had a blend of schooling and tertiary operations. When Kuro spun off Stadio um, five years ago, you as an investor now have a choice. Do you want to be in pure schooling, which is primary and secondary? Do you want to be just in, sec in tertiary education? Or do you want to blend in both? Kuro is just schooling. And they saw growth in their learners in the period of only 3%. But what they have done in the intervening period, as you say, 
they were quite badly hit in COVID, uh, with children not being able to go to school. And it's quite expensive keeping, you know, an upkeep of a very large school network when many of the children are actually sitting at home. You have to pay your teachers, pay your rates and taxes, et cetera, et cetera. And perhaps you don't get the extra revenue from uh, extracurricular activities and all the ancillary revenue like uh, bus trips and uh, aftercare that you gain. Kuro has now come back quite strongly, and year-to-date, the share price is up 16.1%, which, again, is significantly higher than the JSD small cap, mid cap, or the Aussie index. Mm. It's still underperforming Advertech, which is up 22% year-to-date, but it's actually recovered quite strongly as the market suddenly realizes that after a very good uh, year-end result to December, which were up 41% to 61 cents a share, and the interims which came out uh, in mid-August were also up quite healthily. But perhaps the recovery uh, in Kuro is actually now starting to occur. And at the end of the day, it's, it's the additional children in the class that actually generates the additional profit. Because a school, if it's half full, still has exactly the same level of costs in terms of taxes, electricity, teachers, etc., etc. So the more children you can push in a school, the higher the utilization and the greater profit potential. That's what Kuro is beginning to see. It is using its underutilized classrooms because it built too many to now push more children into the system because parents are choosing where to have their children educated. And Kuro, given its varying price points uh, from 1,500 rand a month up to 10 to 12,000 rand a month, is attracting a, a wide variety of parents who want their children educated in a in a in a reasonable format, uh, at, in varying uh, disciplines and price points? I must ask you, Anthony: Is uh, the Kuro stock X growth? Is the Kuro stock X growth at this point? Absolutely not. Um, the key thing is, it's got over two hundred and forty schools around the country, and it's all about capacity utilization. Uh, you will see in their last results that their schools are only around sixty percent full. As they start filling up more more schools with more learners, they're not building new schools. What they're doing is as the learners are progressing through the primary system into the secondary system, they need to build more classrooms to capture those matric learners. Once the CapEx actually finishes in about 25, 26, um, there'll be no more new schools being built. And as such, capacity utilization will will get filled. And again, to to use a, a term, it's the last child's seat uh, that makes a profit. And as more utilization occurs in Kuro, we should become increasingly more profitable. And that's why it's one of my top recommendations uh, in the short term uh, in the education sector, because it's meeting that utilization curve. Let's move on now to Stadio. That's the pure, uh, you know, tertiary education uh, play there. Uh, let's talk about uh, this one, uh, Anthony, because uh, it also is looking, um, like you said, upskilling and reskilling. And so it's not only just learners here, but it's uh, those who've matriculated. And then it's people like you and I who may decide that we'd like another qualification. That makes it a very, very strong uh, counter, doesn't it? Absolutely. And the differentiating uh, factor between Stadio and its main competitor in the same space, which is Advertech, which owns Varsity College and Rosebank College, amongst others, is that much of Stadio's learner base of nearly 42,000 learners, what they call distance, they learn online. About 86% of Stadio's learners do it via the internet at their own time, at their own pace, at their own leisure. 
That then leads to significantly less what I call bricks and mortar assets. They don't need to have colleges and campuses around the country because much of the work is being done from locations in Krugersdorp, Centurion and campuses here in the Western Cape, which stream the services to learners across the country, which means there's much more scale in this business going forward because they physically do not have to have buildings to actually have contact learners coming in to their system. Now, contact learning is still available at Stadio. Uh, it has been growing quite nicely. But with most people in the tertiary sector looking, as you say, to augment their skill set and their careers by taking extra courses, perhaps after work or at weekends, they want to learn at their own time and their own pace. And perhaps they do not want to get in their car to travel to a campus you know, late at night or at weekends. They would rather do it online. It's a new blended way of learning. And that's ex exactly what Stagio is capitalizing on, which is why the growth in their learner numbers have been quite strong. Uh, year to date, the stock is off its high. It reached about five rand forty, five rand fifty. It's at uh, five rand and two cents as I speak to you. Year to date, up six percent. But let's not forget that uh, you could have bought this stock uh, in 2020 at under a rand, and we're now sitting at five rand and two cents. It has been the best performing stock in the education sector in the last three years, and I still think it has legs, purely because of this asset light scenario and the fact with Unisa. Uh, currently having problems as the latest uh, state-owned enterprise, which is beset by scandal, mismanagement and corruption. They have 370,000 learners uh, doing contact learning. Even if Stadio and Avitech picks up uh, a fraction of the, uh, of the learners who perhaps do not want to go to UNISA because of a scandal there, uh, there's a long runway for growth for Stadio. Interesting, with Stadio, they are investing in quite a pricey campus there in Durbanville. I'm keen to find out about that. Uh, but also, uh, you know, Anthony, is it possible that when students are in the classroom, when you do have those contact sessions, the margins are better? Well, again, it's a combination. They are investing in a new campus in Durbanville. They will actually start breaking ground on that site, which is adjacent to the Kuro High School uh, in Durbanville in an area called Sonacrol. And they intend to actually share many of the facilities with the Kuro School. That means if you're a, a learner going to a, to a, a Stadio uh, campus, you can share the swimming pool, the sports pitches, the halls, et cetera, et cetera, which again, dramatically reduces the cost of actually putting up a, a standalone campus. What that campus in Durbanville will do is it'll consolidate a number of other buildings they actually have in the greater uh, Cape Town area into one dedicated campus, one saving costs, and two, having a much more holistic experience for a learner going to a much larger campus. And around that greater education hub, which in total upon its completion will have over 5,000 learners, uh, you can imagine that retailers, uh, restaurants, bars, uh, and the associated shopping services will also want to gravitate to that greater Sonacral area, making it uh, an education hub. So going forward, contact learning will still be very important to Stadio. And in terms of margins, they actually make slightly more margin on the online service. But contact learning is, a, is one of those services you actually have to offer. Because some people, as you know, actually want that ability to go in and engage with other students and perhaps need more assistance from a contact learning environment than, being, than sitting at home behind a laptop, perhaps struggling. So I think there's a, there's a place in the market for either contact or online learning, but more importantly, blended learning, because everybody can educate themselves to their own, uh, their own ways. 
It's a very interesting uh, one because then we come to Advertech, which is a bit of a blend of the two. And of course, they've got Crawford Schools in there. Crawford Schools is known as one of the more prestigious and expensive options. And Trinity House, uh, which possibly competes directly uh, with the likes of Curo. And then they've got, uh, you know, VC and Rosebank College. And I'm just wondering here if the diversified nature of Advertech doesn't make it a little bit uh, more complex, but uh, a better option. If you're an investor looking to have the, the best of both worlds, then I've, I recommend that Advertech is the place to be because if you want to position yourself in schooling and in tertiary, alongside a very fast-growing expansion into Africa, uh, they've successfully taken Crawford College into Kenya, and that is at significantly high margins where there is plans uh, in the years ahead to expand that Crawford footprint into other African uh, geographies to capitalize on the very strong demand for private education in the fast-growing uh, African countries which are doing quite well, particularly in East Africa. So Avidec to me is the best of both worlds. It is a mature company. It listed, I think, in 1987. Uh, it is extremely cash generative. Uh, it has built all its assets and it has you know, a learner base of circa 80,000 learners across its varying platforms. So if you, if you want a company which has basically paid its school fees, to use a pun, and who, who has actually been performing and operating successfully now for the best part of 40 years, Advertech is a place to be. You know, if you only want to be in a, a counter which has extremely fast growth in the years to come, particularly in the tertiary sector, which is asset light, cash flow generative, and will pay you extremely good dividends once the company matures, then Stardio is the place to be. Mm -hmm. In the short to medium term, uh, as I expect the classrooms to start filling up and the capex tail to actually start reducing quite sharply post-2026, leading to a sharp reduction in their debt levels and a significant increase in the underlying EBITDA of a the company, then Curo is the place to be. Mm -hmm. So as an investor, depending mm -hmm. on your risk profile and uh, your timeline, my, my course of action would be for the short to medium term, I would buy Curo. For the longer term portfolio, I would buy Stardio. And for those looking to sleep at night uh, without needing any worry regarding their investment, uh, the place to be is Advertech. You get the best of both worlds. So you pay your money and you take your choice. Fantastic. I think you've already gone ahead of us and, you know, really put those into perspective for us this afternoon. Anthony. So let's talk about our educational term today. We are going with net asset value. Yeah, that asset value is an interesting play. I was uh, this morning having breakfast with uh, the CEO of Invicta Holdings, which is uh, uh, an industrial company operating in this country, supplying spare parts to much of the industrial and the mining sector. The share price is trading at 25 rand 35, but its net asset value, which is basically the sum of what the entire company is worth, uh, is 45 rand 49 as I currently speak which means the stock is trading at a discount to its net asset value of 44%. Now, what does that basically mean? It means that should uh, somebody wish to come in and try and acquire the company, which is majority owned by Christo Visa of uh, ShopRite fame, that they would generally have to try and pay towards net asset value to try and prize the shares away from institutions, or perhaps even pay a premium to net asset value to try and persuade shareholders to sell their shares. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but net asset value is often a benchmark that the market uses for what a company is actually worth. Now, in this case, uh, investors trading at a substantial discount, which means perhaps the market is either reticent to revalue the company because the underlying economic landscape, uh, as we all know, is not conducive 
to the industrial and mining landscape and as such is placing the stock at a discount. But at some stage, as the company's earnings start to improve and if a net asset value continues to increase, somebody at some stage will say, hang on, this company's trading at a large discount. Why is that if the earnings are doing quite well? And we could either see a natural re-rating or we could perhaps see some private equity or some uh, corporate uh, activity knocking on the doors, looking to unlock value. And that's why net asset value, particularly at a discount or a fat discount, is generally an attractive play. And if it's at a premium, why should a stock be trading at a premium? It's because the company is perhaps performing extremely well as consistency in its earnings and as the market values the company highly. And to use a direct example, Avatex net asset value is roughly eight rand a share, but it's trading at 22 rand a share because the market knows its consistency in cash flow and in earnings generation and in dividends warrants a substantial premium to net asset value. So once again, it all depends on the underlying company that you are analyzing and the prospects and the uh, attractiveness of its uh, offering. Well, Anthony, it's fantastic to have you back. Thank you so much for taking us through that. So succinctly, thank you so much for your time today. That was Anthony Clark from Small Talk Daily Research with your Wednesday edition of Stock Picks.